of a Yahweh and only your truth, your wisdom and your knowledge that I am directed to share with my brothers and sisters, Father God, and any other direction to draw me back into the straight line. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to be a conduit, to be a blessing, to share with them. Through that, you bless me. Courage and uprightness that we were going to be needing in this continual walk, Father God. Abba Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Baraklitos Aman. So, brothers and sisters, some things have been stirring up. And um, when we're looking around what's going on here, I notice that there are many of my compatriots that are, <laughs> pardon me, that are sharing of the same thought process. There are many that are in the books of prophecy and speaking of prophecy. And I am believing wholeheartedly that God's allowance of that is because this societal climate, this cultural climate that we're in now, in this day, in this time, we are aligned with Bible prophetic word more than at any other time. So brothers and sisters, you read the Bible Stay in that word. Seek his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom. And you look around this world and see if what I am saying is not truth. And I want you all to understand and hear this. Hear this word from the word of God, this truth. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of this prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So be it. So be it. This is out of the book of Revelation. Some may be old enough to have recognized it, and some young enough that they don't. That is out of Revelation 22, 18 through 21, the last chapter in the book of the Bible. And some people read and misunderstand that they think that that is specifically talking about the book of Revelation. I tell you, nay, it is not. That is talking about the book. The book, our instruction manual, and the Bible that was given by the breath of God to the men and women that penned this book. They penned it, but he authored the book. The words in this book are his words, his truth, his knowledge, his wisdom that he has shared with us for our instruction, for our guidance, for our straight walk, <clears throat> to encourage us for our upright behavior, brothers and sisters. And that there are those in this world today that want to revitalize the Bible. They say that it's not relevant. Those are perverting the word of God. The progressives that declare that there are errors in this book and that we have been teaching the wrong thing. The example that I used before from that gentle person, gentleman. I even hesitate to use the word gentleman. The man is a pervert. 
Why is he a pervert? Because he perverses the word of God. He pollutes the word of God, takes it out of context, and wants to make it his own. Why do they perverse the word of God? Why do these progressive individuals, why? Because they want to fit in. They are no longer content with being the peculiar people that we are. We are called a peculiar people for a reason, brothers and sisters. We are peculiar because we don't fit in. We don't fit in with societal attitudes. We don't fit in with societal treatment for one another. We stand upright. We share the word of God. We treat each other as the Bible tells us that we should. At least those who are true believers and followers of Jesus Christ, faith in God, do. However, there are those that are not. And I pray for them. Ideologies, brothers and sisters, we must separate ideologies from the person. Remember, the ideology does not make the person. You cannot hate someone in a group because they're a part of that group. Cannot hate them because of the tonation of their skin. You remember, brothers and sisters, God decided the palette. He chose the coloration off his paint palette. We decide the character of our heart. Which one of those dogs are we going to feed the best? Remember that little analogy that I shared with you? The man went to his pastor and he was dreaming about the two dogs. One was white, one was black. Light and darkness. That's what that has to do with. It has nothing to do with race. So don't get your knickers in a twist about that and become offended. If you seek offense, you will surely find it. It has to do with lightness and darkness, period. So every time he fed the white dog, the good dog, the, the dog that was kind and gentle and, and lean and enjoyed being around people, every time he would put food down for that, the, the mean, angry, nasty, vicious dog would come in and rob the food and then they'd be fighting. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so he went to his pastor because he was questioning, well, what does this mean? The pastor didn't quite understand. He said, I'll, I'll look things up and I'll see if I can't get an answer back to you. And then the young man came back and he was calm and the, and the pastor was there and said, well, you look different. He said, everything okay? He goes, yeah, everything's okay. Stopped having the dream. Pastor said, oh, okay. Oh, which dog won? And he just looked at the pastor. He said, the one I fed the best. So that leaves it open-ended. That leaves the speculation. Did he feed the good nature best? Or was he filled with hatred and distress and derisiveness? Speculation. So, brothers and sisters, the character of our heart is entirely up to us. Is the character of our heart to be in the truth, the knowledge, and the wisdom of the Word of God and accept it as that only? And not be as these perverted progressive individuals. There, there are there are groups, brothers and sisters. There are several groups that they want to completely erase Israel out of the Bible. What's that about? 
this anti-Semitism or just they, they don't like the idea that of uh, being called the chosen people or whatever the reason is? It doesn't matter. How are you going to erase something that is in the Bible from the first to the last? Interesting. So then basically what they're going to try and do is convert the Bible into a pamphlet. And what they're really looking to do is really anger God. They're pushing the envelope to derision, derisiveness, hatred, separation. Brothers and sisters, we are called as a gathering people. He created us all. We are all his children. And here's, here's an important part and aspect that many people forget. And they overlook this. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Christ being anointed of God to come for our rescue, for our redemption. He came and redeemed us. What does that mean? He came and paid the price, the ultimate price, one in which he spoke of and said that no man can give a greater gift than to lay down his life for his brother. In the military, we have a saying that lasts. All gave some and some gave all. I have brothers and sisters that gave their all. And sometimes these issues, this is why I have my support dogs. This is why sometimes I have issues that I really pray through and push through and, and uh, that the Holy Spirit walks and guides me with and why God allowed me that night to see my protection, my guardian. What a beautiful thing to see, honestly. Wow was very powerful. I was a tiny bit frightened at first, but then realizing what was going on and the clarity that was given by the Holy Spirit of why he was standing up at the foot of that bridge and that bridge came from the darkness. It was really dark over there. Could tell that something was coming out of that dark, but it was so dark that couldn't tell. And then my two because they sleep with me, I, and I allow it. I, I have no problem with that. They're always clean in there, but I do. Some people get freaky-deaky about their dog being on the bed. And as a member of the pack, they want to stay close. They want to, it, it took a while to be accepted into that. That's why they follow one everywhere. If you have a dog, and even cats and other animals, if you pay attention to them, they want to be around you all the time because they have put their trust in and want to follow you. So this is what we must do in turn, brothers and sisters, have that trust and the faith in God that we want to follow wherever he goes, wherever the Lord Jesus follows, whatever the detour, that is the road. We have to have that faith. And my two, they have that trust and faith in me 
because I take care of them and they know that I love them and I know that God loves me. I have faith in God. I trust that if there's a delay or a detour, sometimes simply because of, of mammon that, you know, it's frustrating. I, I have this progressive uh, schedule and, and then I let that go. I, I, the Holy Spirit's and I, got, I just let that go. And I said, it's in your hands, Father. And I let it go. And the evening is fine. But we have this thing that, that we have uh, that God actually allows us to have. And this is our... Uh, we have the ability to pre-plan and to look out ahead and pre-plan. But some of us take that way too deep. And then if things don't start going according to that agenda that we've lined up, get really, really agitated and even angry and deeply frustrated. And they're misplacing their trust. Have the trust that wherever you go, the detour is the road. I love that that's a progressive song and I or not a progressive song, but a, a contemporary. I'm sorry, let me take that word back. I did not mean to say that because the progressives are working and destroying, working at destroying what's going on in the Word. They're looking to destroy biblical teaching. They're looking to destroy the Word of God because they've allowed their arrogance to take over. But I want to share something here that, that uh, the Spirit had me writing this down. This is a... This is a contemporary Christian song, and it's, um, it's sung by Tasha Layton, and I love this song. I absolutely love this song, and some of you, if you have the capability, you need to look this up, and you need to listen to this. Listen to this song, and the verses are, Look what you've done. How could you fall so far? You should be ashamed of yourself. So I was ashamed of myself. The lies I believed. They got roots that run deep. I let them take hold of my life. I let them take hold of my life. But standing in your presence, Lord, I can feel you digging all the roots up. I feel you healing all my wounds up. All I can say is hallelujah. Look what you've done. Look what you've done in me. You spoke your truth into the lies I let my heart believe. Look at me now. <clears throat> Look how you made me new. <clears throat> Pardon me. The enemy did everything that he could do. Oh, but look what you've done. Suddenly, all the shame is gone. I thought I was too broken. Now I see you were breaking new ground inside of me. Standing in your presence, Lord, I can feel you digging all the roots up. I feel you healing all my wounds up. All I can say is hallelujah. On the cross, in the grave, with a stone rolled away, all my debt, it was paid. Look what you've done in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my life. 
With my hands lifted high, I'm singing. Look what you've done. Look what you've done in me. You spoke your truth into the lies. I let my heart believe. Look at me now. Look how you made me new. Oh, the enemy did everything he could do. Oh, but look what you've done. Look what you've done, Lord Father God. From wanting to separate myself from life, take my own life to the issues that go on. Brothers and sisters, this by no means that our walk is going to be perfect. It's not. It's going to be far from it. We don't float six, ten inches above the ground and just float through life where we go. There are going to be times that we will stumble and fall. But that, beside the lie that is given to us by fear himself, false evidence appearing real. Remember, there's an an anagram that goes along with that name, and that is the name of Beelzebub, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. He is also called fear, false evidence that appears real, the lies that he perpetrates towards us. They are that and lies. And if we become fearful, then we're allowing his direction and not God's direction. Faith in God. There will be times that we will stumble and that we will fail at a particular thing, but that does not make us a failure. When Satan tries to get us to believe that we are a failure and look how terrible, and brothers and sisters, I share this with you at times when I fail and then I feel as soon as I do, the onslaught, self-condemnation, self-degradation, questioning, oh man, what did I do? I did it. And then the words come in, look what you did. You feel, how can you possibly stand before God and talk about it? How can you get in the word of God? How can you share the word of God? You're a failure. You're miserable. You're lousy, this and that, and this and that, and this and that. Not true. I give a shake, a little shuttle, kind of like what my dogs do when they come in out of a misty rain. Shake a little bit and knock that off. Stop my feet, get the dust off. Because my Father God is a forgiving God. He is a loving God. He is not full of condemnation as these progressive polluters, perversion feeders of the word. They feed perversion deter from the word of God, and they are liars. They are being fed by fear himself. And Satan's other name is the liar. And Satan uses one of his tactics that's very keen that we need to be aware of. He alters his appearance because you have to remember something, that Lucifer was a magnificent angel. He was very beautiful. And although he does not have his heavenly attribute of being able to intercept, if we speak with heavenly language to our Lord God Almighty, he does not understand and it confounds him because that was taken from him. He can no longer understand heavenly speech. So when we speak to God in heavenly speech through the Holy Spirit, 
Satan cannot understand, and it drives him bonkers. It's very upsetting to him, but brothers and sisters, he can alter his appearance so he looks very, very beautiful, very, very be- just, and you, you're drawn. But then if you listen to his speech, because his speech is full of lies, deceit, treachery, condemnation, that does not come from God. Be very cautious. And a lot of these perverse liars and false doctrinal teachers, these progressives that share the word the way that they do, are heeding the call of Satan and not of God. So they're altering the word of God, changing the word of God, and they are opening themselves up to that which was spoken in the final chapter and final verses of God's holy scriptures. And if they do not repent of their ways, and brothers and sisters understand this too, we must, because we are told to do so in the word of God, we must pray for them. I do not like them. I do not like many of the politicians and the hateful speech that they give and the derision. I don't like a lot of them. And it makes me angry to what they're doing about everyone around. These groups that are out there and just attacking and destroying everything they possibly can. The separation and derision that they're driving. They're driving to separate the children from their parents. Can you not see that this is exactly what was done in the parts of the kingdom in the Bible that worship Baal, the false god, the false... They would sacrifice their children to this false deity, Brothers and sisters, they're taking children from their parents. Parents can no longer be allowed to defend their children to these schools. We must stand up for righteousness' sake. And they're declaring that parents of now can be declared, and they're they're combating this. Goodness gracious, what's this about? All you have to do is stand together, stand up as one voice, and say, no, we are not going to accept this. Why does it have to be a governmental issue? This is the falsehood that so many people have fallen into, and I don't like it. But I don't become confrontational because that is contrary to the teaching of the Word of God. Instead, what do I do? I pray for them, brothers and sisters, because that is what my Word tells me I'm to do. Anger is acceptable as long as it's righteous, upright, and we do not sin in our anger. We can be angry. And much of this stuff that goes on around makes me angry. Not in a personal way, because you know what? God's taking care of me no matter what. I have to have faith in God. I will have faith in God. But what it does to my brothers and sisters and those around me, I, I don't appreciate much. And it really, it disturbs me and it saddens my heart. But here's a, I'm going to share this, this verse out of the book of Acts. Acts 17 and 28. Gospel of Jesus Christ. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your poets, your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. For so much 
Then, as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. Because God is God, not created of man, not created of mammon, and so many things that are carved and graven. And then you have those that are saying that uh, it's a made-up thing. But brothers and sisters, I have to share with you that I have seen far too much, far too much, experienced far too much that I cannot possibly believe that to be any way, shape, or form accurate. And I have, I have a, a verse that I want to share out of Isaiah 8 and 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah spoke this 700 plus years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the light. And the word of God is the light. God is light. And we are called to do this thing. To share the light and the word and to draw those that don't see to the haven. I've shared with you before the lighthouses and the haven that we draw them. And we must be aware of the truth. And this declaration right here, that they speak not according to this word, this word being the word of God, the truth. And if they don't speak according to this word, and they speak a lie, that's because there is no light in them. And remember this, brothers and sisters, that Jesus Christ shared this, and I've shared it with you before. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot by men. Ye are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick that he giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. <coughs> Pardon me, brothers and sisters, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to figure out the electronics on this to show, to figure out how I can cut that out. But anyway, brothers and sisters, we are that light. And, and, and remember, I've shared that about the salt. Salt, can, <laughs> as a chef, salt can be used for many purposes. Back in the day, salt was used as a monetary trading commodity. It was worth a lot. They did not have refrigeration back in biblical times. 
salt was used as a preservative. Salt was used to enhance flavor of foods. Used sparingly. Salt was also used to draw out sweetness. That sounds kind of contrary, but if you use salt in an appropriate manner, it will draw out the sweetness of certain foods. But as Jesus Christ was teaching there in the book of Matthew, if salt has lost its savor, what good is it? It's not good for anything. May as well be just tossed out. Tossed out in the dung heap. It's not good for anything. Can't be used to enhance flavor. Can't be used to preserve anything. And it can't be used to sweeten anything. It just lost its savor. So brothers and sisters, we are the salt of the earth. We are to enhance to sweeten, to preserve the word of God because we are told to keep it in our hearts and in our minds and in our hearts together with sharing and be able to share that on our tongue. But brothers and sisters, to guard our tongue, the Holy Spirit to guard our tongues because as I've shared before too, the tongue has been likened unto a two-edged sword and it is very much like that, that that short two-edged sword that the Romans used for close in combat. They become... Ugh, they'd become so adept at it. And it was sharpened on both sides because it could wound on the entry and could be moved around and wound on as they were drawing it out. And this is what they would do. Cuts in, cuts out, and can create a lot of wounds, hurts, and anger, resentment, bitterness, if you hold on to those things. Brothers and sisters, these... Perverted progressives have no light in them because they speak no truth. They want to change the truth, the knowledge and wisdom of the Lord God Almighty to fit their words, their teaching. doesn't work that way, brothers and sisters. God is sovereign. And once you try to take that sovereignty away from him, then you are opening up a really, really bad thing. They declare that God condemns. God does not condemn. God desires to share life and love and uplift. If God was condemnation, Jesus Christ would not have come for our, my salvation. He would not have come for me. He would not have come for anyone. Instead, God would have destroyed the world as he did in the days of Noah. Except that, too, it would have been a different way because he set the rainbow as a covenant between Noah and himself that it would not be destroyed by rain again. What would he have planned? Who knows? Because Jesus Christ came. Why? Because God did not desire to destroy the world as it done before because he loved us so much that rather than destroying what was created by them, he wanted us to have the opportunity to be saved, to hear his word, to trust his word. And trust me, brothers and sisters, you can't take just one verse 
John 3.16 is profound and we must be in context of the word of truth. That this individual took and said that we have been teaching John 3.16 wrong and that if we don't believe in Jesus Christ, then he's sending us to hell and he's condemning us. Nowhere, nowhere. In that passage from John 3.16 to 3.21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, be his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. Shown. Doesn't come to the light because if it comes to light, then everyone will be able to see what they're doing. But he that doeth trust, who doeth truth, cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So these progressive, perverted teachers of limited scripture and out-of-context words they're operating in darkness. They really don't want, so they're, they're using limited words and they're following the lies they're following the liar because that's what they do and the liar being of course satan so brothers and sisters we just have to be aware that that these individuals are perverting the word of god they're perverting the truth they don't speak the truth they don't teach the truth and that their desire in following the lies is that they're going to be somebody and somebody is going to pay attention to them and they're going to be, oh, listen to that. Oh, ah, and you know what? Arrogance before the fall. The word speaks to this. Brothers and sisters, we need to be in the truth, seek the truth, look for the truth and ask for the understanding of the word God will provide. God does provide. He is provision. And he does these things not because it's just the right thing to do, but that's what God is. He is our provider. He is our shield, our, our armor. He's our, our guide. There are many names that God has that are given. And the character of God is found in the names. I believe I've shared this with you before. Yahweh being the maker of all things made, the I am, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, provider, Adonai, the sovereign God, 
El Gibor, Mighty God, Elohika, Lord my God, Elohinu, Lord our God, Elohim, Eternal Creator, Elolam, Everlasting God, El Shaddai, All Sufficient, the Almighty God, Elion, Most High, Hosinu, Lord my Maker, Shira, Lord my Provider, Rafa, Lord my healer. Nisi, Lord my banner. Megadishkin, Lord my sanctifier. Abba Shalom, Father, Lord of my peace. He has many names, but they are all the character of God. They are all his character. Brothers and sisters, have a blessed day, an awesome day. And it's important that we remember this too. This is also has to do with the character of our hearts. And it comes out of Romans 8, 28. Are we going to be bitter or better? And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that would be us, brothers and sisters, because we are called by the Lord God Almighty. Be blessed. You're in my prayers. I'm going out, my coming.